In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. We return to the rhythm of ordinary time this weekend, and while in year A, that means we'll be hearing a gospel passage from St. Matthew's Gospel every Sunday from now until December. But as these gospel passages for the coming Sundays progress through St. Matthew's Gospel, the first readings will hop all around, and hopping begins this weekend with a passage from the book of Exodus. The Israelites have left Egypt just a few chapters before our excerpt, and now they've arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. Moses is preparing to receive the Ten Commandments, and he's summoned by God up the mountain. We've talked at length about mountains on previous episodes. They were regarded in the ancient world as meeting places between humans and gods. And if you've ever been to the top of a mountain, you probably felt something otherworldly about the experience. We leave Moses on the mountain there, however, and move to St. Paul's letter to the Romans in our second reading. Here, Paul is highlighting how Christ gave his life for us and died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Paul makes a comparison between a just person and a good person, saying that only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps for a good person one might even find courage to die. What distinction is Paul trying to make here between a just person and a good person? Well, truth be told, we don't know, and there's really no precedent for it elsewhere in the Bible. But what Paul's up to later on in the passage, we do know, as he makes what was referred to in Hebrew as the light and heavy argument. St. Paul says this, God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more, then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath? This line of reasoning was quite common among Jewish rabbis at the time. It takes something that's a fact and applies it on a grander scale. For example, it's like saying, if you like baseball, how much more would you like going to the World Series? That's what's at work here. If Christ died for us while we were still sinners, how much more will we be saved through him from the wrath? As we dive back into St. Matthew's Gospel for our setups, we want to keep in mind that St. Matthew will be constantly making parallels between Jesus and Moses. That's happening once again in this weekend's passage when Jesus' heart is moved with pity at the sight of the crowd. He sees them like sheep without a shepherd, and that phrase is lifted right from the book of Numbers, chapter 27, verse 17. There, the need for Moses' successor arises so that, quote, the Lord's community may not be like sheep without a shepherd. And furthermore, in another Moses parallel, Jesus appoints the twelve in our passage in a way very similar to what we see in the book of Numbers, chapter 1. In that chapter, Moses sets one assistant from each of the twelve tribes of Israel to be the elect of the community, the leaders of their ancestral tribes. Now, curiously, St. Matthew lists the twelve in six pairs. This could very well be because, as we hear through the gospel, Jesus sent out his apostles in pairs, and perhaps those original pairs are retained for us in this passage. Among these twelve are Peter and Judas Iscariot, and we'll finish this setup by giving some words on each. When St. Matthew lists the names of the twelve apostles, you'll notice that Simon called Peter is listed first, and the gospel writer even says, first, Simon called Peter. Peter is first in two ways. 
One, he was the very first one called by Jesus, according to Matthew's gospel. But also, two, as Catholics, we believe that Peter was first among the twelve. That is, he had the primary role of authority. Remember, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. If Peter is listed first, Judas Iscariot is listed last, and mentioned as the one who betrayed him. There are a ton of theories about what Iscariot means. I'm not exaggerating when I say there are at least five different explanations for this word, Iscariot. The most likely is that it is man of Kerioth. Ish, the Hebrew word for man, and Kerioth, a city in the southern part of Judah. Ish Kerioth becomes Iscariot as we know it today. And that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 11th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.